free range chicken style. If a million wives all cried out in horror. Hug you, McGregor. Love that. Welcome to the Cannon Cantina, presented by the Geek Out Show Network. You want to buy any death sticks? <laughs> We're getting everybody's favorite crackhead, Good Fortuna. Disappointing looks all around for my wife. Let's talk Star Wars. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cannon Cantina. I know we haven't heard that name in a while, but we are back. I'm your host, as always, Jay Rue, and with me is my trusty co-pilot and good buddy, Heath. Good evening, good sir. How are you today? I'm doing all right, man. Let me let me, let me me join you there, man. Um, I'm doing good. Nice. Good. We're, we're full summer living, man. We're, uh, yeah, you can see the audio listeners can't. I'm in my new house. I'm started a new job you know we took a little hiatus from the show and that's kind of the reason why but like i said we're back um i'm doing good heath how are you man i know you and i have talked but let everyone know how you are so in the last month i've taken two different positions at my job so i've gone from being the old dirty uniform route driver to the um out specialist which was going to be continued training for everybody into a supervisor job without actually doing the in-between job so uh that's been going on and outside of that one it's uh just summer living yeah man uh it's pretty funny your your star wars news and content from the geek out show network is brought to you by two guys in middle management that's what we do now yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad to finally be doing this again, man. You and I have done some stuff. Um, we did a D&D. We started our D&D campaign, which was uh, something. It was it was cool. It man. was something. It's a learning experience. <laughs> I know it was it was kind of late for me and you and, you know, one of the guys is on the East Coast, Seth. Shout out to Seth. But, but uh, yeah, we're learning that. I think uh, eventually we'd like to take a crack at a Star Wars Star Wars one. Oh, that would be great. That would be absolutely awesome. Especially when we keep Matt um, as the dungeon master on that one, just to see how things get pronounced. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's He brought the theatrics, man. I was into it. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Like, I can't wait for you guys to hear that one. Maybe it's going out before this. Maybe it'll be after. But you guys go check it out just to you know see how Matt gets into it. Yeah, so shout out Geeks and Goblins, man. That's fun. I'm I'm looking forward to where that's gonna go. Uh dude, it's been hot, hot, hot. I mean, it was 108 yes. here today. You've been feeling it over there, too, right? Uh we actually had overcast today, so I think we only got up to about 95. Maybe a little higher with the humidity index, but no, you guys are definitely roasting on that side of the state. It's been hot, man. So um, you know. This Star Wars podcast, we're a little bit of a let, you know, it's been a while, so I want to reintroduce like what we do and what we're about here. To be honest with you, I'm lost on the on the episode number. I don't even know what it is. Forty. This is forty-seven. We'll uh, uh, I think it's forty-seven. If it's not, we'll probably just call it forty-seven. Uh, I like that. But where I was going with that is, we're not sponsored by any alcoholic beverage providers. We do like to enjoy them on this show. We talk about them. We talk about mowing the lawn. 
we talk about barbecuing and we talk about star wars so um dude with the with the hot weather i've been drinking these lately have you heard of these finish long isn't drink. that um okay so that's overseas i'm seeing a commercial for it is that actually alcoholic or is, like what is it yes so it's a five and a half percent alcohol um this is a gin and grapefruit and juniper berry uh it's not really a seltzer it's like it's almost like a soda man you you remember squirt you remember those soda squirt yeah this kind of tastes like that i think it's a traditional finish drink again with gin but dude so so good that sounds really refreshing dangerous bro (laughs) you know i've never really drank gin outside of like being a degenerate you know back in high school and like drinking bombay or something you know sapphire or something nasty just because you could get your hands on it you a gin guy Sapphire gin. um if i'm gonna have gin it's gonna be this time of year but i will be honest with you i think that then i've got a small bottle of uh mr deadpool's gin down in the uh old cabinets and i have even cracked that open yeah aviation gin yeah and like I said, having cracked it open, it's not one of those things I really get after. But, I mean, when the time's right, it's funny that you mention um, this, the uh, squirt drink because, um, like, I used to, like, I forgot all about them. And then I used to um, have a stop that was a uh, distributor for them, oh, and nice. they never sold. So they're like, yeah, man, if you want to scrape yourself, you know, you can get a whole pallet off out of that warehouse. We don't sell them. And I'm like, I don't need that much. But, yeah, I always had a handful of them. That's funny, man. I always thought they were refreshing. It's like a a thick Sprite. <laughs> it's like the best way yeah. I can describe it. Yeah, it's just like the, a little bit more tart on the Sprite side. I mean, it, it's grapefruit as opposed to lemon lime. Yeah, totally, man. Um, So, um, I don't know. If you don't, I recommend these, man. Like, go try these if not maybe try to make some i, I wonder if you it's a traditional drink so i, I think it's a originally a cocktail you know obviously, mm-hmm. obviously they didn't just can gin in the 50s i don't think oh you never know it's the finish might True. get crazy over there yeah um so we do talk about star wars here um and one of the things we talk about are the star wars things we got recently it's been a long time since our last episode so we're not going to sit here and name you the laundry list of crap we've gotten um but i've gotten a few things like maybe even this week keith did you did you grab anything well first of all i'm gonna shout out to my lovely accountant and uh i sent you a picture of this one but she got the entire family matching star wars pajamas so nice little man uh, he's got his first set. The first one's got his set, and then we have matching sets, and uh, it's cheesy, and I love it. And that's like one of those dad things that like I really get into. It's not like I'm not one that's like, oh, we're doing this for your mother. I'm like, oh, everybody's dressed alike. Let's do this. Man, there ain't nothing uh, better than Sunday morning jammy lying around, eating cereal and waffles and whatever, watching cartoons. That's that's the way to go, man. I, I, I'm glad you got that. Now I know that's not the only thing you got. Yeah, um, let's see here. Just quick look over. Um, I think since the last time we recorded, I got in Echo and Omega. And, oh, the uh, deluxe series Boba Fett, which I've put back in its box. 
uh, upon like first opening it, I was really impressed with how well it moved since it is like a chunkier design leg. But I had to play around with it last night, and uh, I think I'm probably just gonna sell this one off. I'm, I'm, there's just a few things that are making me not dig it. I mean, the sculpt, everything looks really good, but I can't keep the jetpack on him, and every time I go to pose him, the helmet like pops up past his nose. Uh, so just oh, a few things that irritate me. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I got a, I actually got two of them. I haven't even opened them yet. I do have the mm-hmm. SH Figure Arts one, so uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, is it? I, I'll probably open it, but that sucks to hear you don't like it, man. Especially for a, their, you know, a deluxe, not so deluxe figure. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. The colors, like, visually, it is what it should be, especially for that deluxe price point. But when I'm having trouble posing it because like that jetpack does not want to stay on there and i mean the torso and the jetpack are the exact same from the uh return of the jedi deluxe that's weird so i don't know why i have no problem with that one but i this one just will not stay on that back torso and i think it has something to do with like the scarf scarf collar but like i said it just keeps popping that helmet up that's annoying man well did you get anything you liked (laughs) i mean i left the jammies and um Omega and um, you know Echo, those are those have been great. They haven't had any, yeah, I don't think there's anything that's came out of the Bad Batch as far as action figures goes that I haven't enjoyed. Definitely. Um, so is that all you got? Yeah, Recently. I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I know you've already told everybody about it, but I keep seeing your uh, translucent bus up there for Mando. That thing is awesome. Yeah, I love it. The lights kind of dimmed out on it already, so. I'm going to have to mess around with that. Um, I got quite a few things, man. So been steady picking up my comics. I have been getting hailed on with vintage collection, man. And vintage collection has been something that I've contemplated, like slowing down on, if not like totally quitting it. it, They take up a lot of space. If you collect them the way I collect them, like on card. Um, And I usually order doubles of everything with, because of the fear of not having like a, like a mint card, right? But dude, yeah. I have been getting pummeled with them. So just this week, I got the, the Battlefront Two Arc Trooper, the Lambent Lamlet. Ugh, can't talk. Nice Lambent Seeker. It's like a lime green clone trooper. Um, I got the Target exclusive droids R two D two and Boba Fett. I got two of nice. I did get my. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, Fennec Shand. And here in in just a moment, I'll tell you why I'm really excited about that one. Dude, I got the Death Watch Mandalorian, a couple of Ahsoka Tano's. I got the Walmart exclusive Ahsoka Tano. Um, And that was all just this week in Vintage Collection. And then Black Series, I got a couple of the 212th Stormtroopers, Clone Troopers. Nice. So I was happy to grab two of those. Shout out AZ Toy Hunters Guild, the Mighty Mouse. He's the one who sent me the link over for that. Um, and then um, the Boba Fett, like I said, and that was that was just this week, man. So um, Hasbro Star Wars has really been bringing the the heat lately. So I haven't even had a chance to to mess with any of it, man. Yeah. Um, but something I will get that I haven't gotten yet is the chance to finally meet up. So uh, just real quick, 
the the cantina guys you know the host of the canon cantina heath and myself we're gonna be at dallas fan expo along with uh james the owner of the hive and and anyone else who wants to run into us man so that'll be exciting the ming na win fennec shand I'm getting signed. So I have autograph sessions planned out this entire time. I'm going to be there Friday to Sunday. Heath, you're not going to be there the entire weekend, right? Yeah, no, it was a miracle. I got like uh, Friday off for the account to go back to work so I can be home with the boys uh, starting the new position. So I'm going to be working Monday through Friday. And I think I think we have something planned for Sunday. But I think I had just been planning for Saturday nice. since the get-go. So... so I don't know if you're going to jump in on any of these autograph opportunities, but I'm getting all vintage collections signed. I'm getting the Fennec Shan by Ming-Na Wen on Friday. Nice. I'm also getting a Cara Dune by Gina Carano on Friday. Um, Ashley Eckstein. I'll be getting the Season 7 Ahsoka signed um, from the Clone Wars Season 7. I will be getting Bo-Katan on Saturday. That's Miss Katie Sackoff. And Sunday, we're hanging out with Moff Gideon himself, Giancarlo Esposito. So I've got five Star Wars signatures in the works on some vintage collection figures. That is awesome. I'm really excited about that, man. So, yeah, um, I'll, I'll probably be rocking a Cantina shirt one of those days. So if you happen to see a can, can Cantina shirt or um know what we look like hit us up and uh we'd love to shoot the shit with you man is there anything you're on the hunt absolutely or are you just going for to do it i've never not never i haven't done a con like this in a long time this is a pretty big con yeah this is the first for me so i think i'm just going to be like there to kind of check everything out uh you know it's really weird um i'm not an autograph guy yeah you know, I never really was either, but I have this thing in my head where like, okay, I think I want to get out of the vintage collection, but mm-hmm. I want to keep a few that I, you know, that would be autographed. And that's kind of, kind of the, yeah, the way absolutely. I'm leading. So th- that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, other than that, I wouldn't be spending money on autographs, man. I've met several celebrities and really could not if you count Pauly Shore and an American Eagle in like 2005, <laughs> lots of celebrities. <laughs> um, I've met I've met a few in the Austin area, and I've never I don't think I own a single autograph. Yeah, um, I've made posts and I've talked about it before, but you know, every time I die, it's one of my favorite bands. I saw them. I want to say it was 07 or 08. They were opening for Under Oath up in Dallas. Caught a couple, couple songs of Under Oath, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to leave. And I'm walking out, and I look over at the merch table, and the guitar player is right there. And I'm like, hey, partner. Got a picture with him and uh, a signature from him. And, um, yeah, I've got the picture. I don't have the signature. Just, you know, it is what it is. But I was like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen those guys play. And I'm just walking through the lobby of, like, the House of Blues in Dallas, and I just have to look over. I'm like what's he doing at the merch table i'm going to bother him yeah one of my favorite bands the expendables uh same thing i actually do have a concert poster signed by them that's in my garage so i guess i have some that's awesome billy bob thornton okay i have a billy bob thornton signature um he's in a band called (laughs) billy bob and the box cutters and i bark 
attended at this place called Brewster Street in college, and his band was playing there. So I do have that, but um, <laughs> anyway, That's awesome. to bring it back home. Um, yeah, I think that's just a little goal of mine. I want to I want to get a few of those. I think they'd look cool like on, you know, that way you don't have to display a ton of them, right? You're not going to get a ton yeah. of these people's signatures. Mhm. But I mean, also at the same time, like those are all like big ne- or bigger names in the old Star Wars yeah. community. I mean, I- Will I think the larger public know Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka more so in the you know the next year or so after the series comes out? But Ashley, like fans know her. She she is Ahsoka for so many yeah, people. Yeah, and, and I just think that'd be a cool piece. It's a, it's obtainable, right? How obtainable is mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson in the next five years? Hey, you never know. Yeah. Um. Or a Pedro Pascal. I figure I'll probably never get a Pedro Pascal Mandalorian signature. Yeah, you could probably it'd probably be easier to get every stuntman who's played played Mando underneath the yeah. helmet before you can get Pedro. Totally. That's just because I I don't think Pedro does much as far as like conventions. No, to, not at all. But like these this group of people that are gonna be at Dallas Fan Expo like. Actually, I'm pretty excited about like Ming-Na Wen, legend. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be awesome. Katie Sackhoff, legend. Gina Carano, I think is cool. Um, <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, I've told this story before. I ran into him at an airport in Albuquerque. Um, and then uh, what's the fifth one? Uh, Ashley. Yeah, I think I think it just would be cool. So. Was that uh, back when he was filming Breaking Bad? So this was in, in this would have been in 2000 and this would have been in like 2017. Oh, okay. maybe 2018. So I'm thinking Better Call Saul, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's or that's you know a lot of those matches up. And a lot of that cast of Breaking Bad comes back often for you know Albuquerque Comic Con and things like that. It, I, truthfully, I don't know what it was, but um, I was on a little you know puddle jumper coming back from Albuquerque to to Midland, and it's off to the side of the the Sunport, which is the Albuquerque Airport. So it's kind of like its own private. It's not really private. You have to walk out in the tarmac kind of thing. Yeah, and that's where I ran into him at. Oh, cool. I didn't talk to him. I just he knew I knew. We just kind of <laughs> didn't, you know. Kind of didn't. It's like you, if you just had a couple years later and you knew he was coming to Star Wars, it'd been like a whole different situation. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, that would have been like right about then, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing he knew, or he was getting really close to having a deal with Disney. By or with Lucas Films around that time of of for that first season of Mando could have told me I would have known I could have broke the scoop. (laughs) Well, crap! What was it? Um, there's a podcast with uh, several of the members from Parks and Rec, and I think Rob Lowe hinted that the guy that plays Jerry uh, Garowitz is going to be in the next season of Mandalorian because he's like Larry. Yeah, whatever. But he was like, you know, I can't tell you where he's at, but he's somewhere filming uh, for a TV series. It might rhyme with Star Wars or 
or he made some comment. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that I'm, uh, that would be another one I think would be really cool, you know? I wonder mm-hmm. what it's going to be. I mean, we got probably one of the biggest chameleons as a water merchant in the yeah. Book of Boba Fett. I mean, that guy's been in more movies and more shows, and people have seen him do so much crap and probably don't realize that it's the same guy. And it's mostly the same voice. <laughs> yes. I mean, now, but... Um, speaking of shows and speaking of cameos, um, since we've been gone, a pretty huge show has debuted um, in the form of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we're not going to sit here and break down all four episodes that are out right now. But um, Heath, what are you thinking so far, man? I, I absolutely love it. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, there's been a few instances in like the first episode with the CGI that I wasn't absolutely in love with, but I'm enjoying where picking up with Kenobi. We're seeing kind of like the development of him kind of having to, like, I mean, he's not Kenobi, he's Ben, he's just Ben. Yeah. And we're seeing Ben kind of find his way back to being Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think that was even more prevalent in the newest episode that just came out on Wednesday. So I'm enjoying it. Um, The Flea cameo in episodes one and two were great. Love me some Red Hot Chili Peppers, so I like that. Yeah, we got some Zach Braff in episode three as Freck. Yeah. Which is just the mole guy. Yeah. Like, I mean... I knew the voice. I could not place it. As soon as I had looked it up, I was like, yep. But, I mean, I was sitting there, I was like, honey, that is somebody famous that we have enjoyed before. I just have no clue who it was. And as soon as I said she's like, son a gun. And what a great, what a great character, you know. He could just wear a make Empire great again, a mega hat, you know, and <laughs> driving around in his F-150. It was, it was great, dude. Um I'm I'm loving it. It is a it's the sequel to the prequel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the whole Leia storyline totally didn't didn't expect it, so thought that was great. The the actress playing ten year old Leia, she's great. She's mm-hmm. it's like Carrie Fisher was a ten year old. I feel like right, like she's got all the sass, all the smarts all the strong will like it's leia from day one. Oh yeah i mean i i don't know who she is i haven't spent a whole lot of time looking into this child actress's uh imdb but i mean this is exactly what i would expect a 10 year old leia dad like yeah it's just it's been a lot of fun man and i think the obi-wan like ewan mcgregor is just he's putting it on man like especially in episode three when Vader and and Obi-Wan confront each other, like, it's mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees Vader. It's very scary Darth Vader, man. Like, it, it's cool. And, and, you, and oh, Obi-Wan yeah. or Ian McGregor sells the scare, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, crap. If you uh, chopped off somebody's arm and legs and left them burning to death on the side of a volcano, and within, you know, the last... 
what, 12 hours, you just found out he's still alive and he yeah. wants you. And all of a sudden he's roaming around looking for you. Yeah, it's terrifying. And this is a guy who is not a Jedi anymore and he is scared shitless. So much so, man. And I know uh, there's a little bit of controversy, not really controversy. People have been like poking holes in the continuity and all that. Like, man, enjoy it or don't. You know, we don't care. <laughs> I know you yeah. don't. I certainly don't. No. What I mean, do there's think- nothing that's been like the only thing that is hard for me to buy is the third sister knowing who vader is that's the only thing that's hard for me to believe that's kind of my that leads me into my next kind of like thing um i'm right there with you but i think that's still a story to be told i know we only have two episodes left but like there's something that the third sister wants um and by the way moses ingram i love it like you're made to hate her and you Mm -hmm. do you know she's pretty terrible yeah yeah um uh just kind of knowing our history with the people who have figured out who vader was mm-hmm. prior to becoming vader i think we kind of know what her faith is going to faith is going to be by the end of the series um but no i'm definitely down um i love the Dora morrison uh, cameo in episode two um that right there really what do you think of the, what do you think of the inquisitors so I've always had the Inquisitors, and that's just not like the idea, the concept. But they're Jedi hunters; they are smug. You know that I hate them in the sense of how you're supposed to hate them. They're the bad guys. Um, the makeup for the Grand Inquisitor doesn't bother me. It's something with the teeth that keep throwing me off, and how like it just feels like his mouth is pale inside. Yeah. Like I'm not sure if you noticed that, but like for some reason I've always been big on catching people's teeth. I don't I don't know what that is, but like think, that's really bothered me. Do you think the Grand Inquisitor is still alive? I mean, in, in Rebels is when we actually see his demise. So mm-hmm. he's got to come back, right? Um. So the thing about the Inquisitors, to my understanding, is. They were all low-level Jedis that changed over. They're not really powerful, but they were the ones that were willing to leave. So the Emperor was like, you will be my my task force, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, So where I'm going with that one is I don't think that any, any of them would be strong enough to use force healing or anything like that. I'm just... Trying to figure out how he survived getting the lightsaber straight through the torso, but I mean, we've seen. I would assume it's the same guy. I mean, yeah, we've we've seen people get cut in half and and live, you know, all the dark. Oh, absolutely. So it's very possible. Um, but I am interested to see. It, Dave Filoni's got his hand in this man. He knows what he's doing, and that's one thing I always kind of lean back to is like all the people involved. They they know what they're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're setting out. Oh, absolutely. In any kind of continuity or anything. Yeah. Um, I think this is a, a very fitting story as to why uh, Leia would name her son Ben. Yeah, totally. That Ben means a lot to her. They do say Obi-Wan in front of him a few times or her a few times. But I 
I, I don't look too much into it, man. Like it, it's one of those things. Like I just like it. Um, <laughs> I did want to ask or kind of go back to the the Re- Reva knowing that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. Um, she references the archives, the Jedi archives. That's how she finds out about uh, Bale and Obi-Wan having some sort of relationship. So I wonder if she sees mm-hmm. that video, you shall now rise as Darth Vader. And that's one of those things that she's um, keeping close to the chest to manipulate herself into a position. I mean, if she if that is how that's going to work out, I mean, she's not as smart as she comes across because, yeah. I mean... That means nothing to Vader, but if that is like that would be perfectly logical. Or if she was a you know a Padawan in the school that you know Anakin just happened not to get because he missed some. I mean, maybe she was there firsthand and saw how evil he can be. Yeah, and we saw that opening scene to the whole series was fantastic. We see Order sixty six. Um, we, you know, mm-hmm. kind of maybe a little untimely by no fault of Disney and Lucasfilm, but the assault on like a classroom, the the Jedi classroom. Um, there is a little, you know, one of the pad- little Padawans is a a little black girl. So maybe that's Riva. Maybe that's why we see that. That's got to tie into something in the series. That would not have been included for no reason. Dave Filoni, you know. Just to show us some more Order 66, maybe, but unlikely. Yeah, I think he's, you know, we've talked about it. He he sees himself as a pretty sly guy. Yeah. So I don't don't think that was in there for nothing. Um, Which I I loved that scene, man. Like, it was was, – great choreography just a great you know we got to see some clone troopers physically not in cgi um (laughs) and maybe just to touch on the cgi just a little bit i've had my complaints with the marvel shows and even some of the star wars stuff it's you know we also got to bring the not the expectation but bring the scope in a little bit right like we're watching a tv show um that and I implore anybody to go back and watch episodes one, two, and three. And and mm-hmm. granted, that's CGI is from 20 years ago. Well, I mean, the first time I saw A New Hope was pre-updating with any you know computer graphics. So my first time ever seeing a um, you know Luke's land speeder going across the mm-hmm. desert was essentially Vaseline on a camera lens. Yeah. So. I mean, it's really hard for me to get super critical on some of the CGI, unless it legitimately feels like a character is standing off of the screen. Totally. Um, but overall, I'm I'm really enjoying it, man. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I, I'm eager to see where it goes. So I think by the next time we record, um, we're going to try and be regular again. But, you know, it might not be an every week thing, maybe biweekly, something like that. Maybe next time we record, it'll be... Uh, pretty close to the finale um while we've been away we also got star wars celebration so tons of announcements and things like that was there anything at celebration that stood out to you um the two things that stood out to me the most and like um probably have my attention uh bad batch season two we knew it was coming um Slightly updated I, I really... armor, so we can get sold more toys. Mm-hmm. And then uh, skeleton crew. 
I like this idea. Goonies in the Star Wars galaxy. So I, skeleton I like crew it. has been going under the the secret name of Grammar Rodeo, which I don't know if you know the significance of that of Grammar Rodeo. It sounds familiar, but nothing's like popping out at me. So well, that's an episode of The Simpsons where Bart and Milhouse and uh, a couple of the other guys uh, basically steal a car and go on a joyride. It's their coming-of-age story <coughs> um, ah. under the guise of the Grammar Rodeo, this this you know intellectual event that they're going to. So, okay. Um, and that's kind of what the story's supposed to be about. It's a coming-of-age uh, story, and that's kind of all we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, we know that, and we know Mr. Jude Law is a part of it, so we'll see how that one goes. Um, I guess the only thing that's really throwing me off, I mean, if you have an astromech, you're, it's really hard to get lost in the galaxy, even if you're on a ship. So I'm assuming they don't have an astromech, and there's something wrong with the um, the travel or the uh, navigation system because that's the only way i can see kids getting lost in the galaxy far far away with the technology we know to be available to us yeah and that may be what it is so i'm eager to see what that's all about and that's uh, starring jude law right Mm -hmm. so jude law entering the star wars fold um anything else stand out to you at celebration I mean, the fact that we haven't seen the Mando season three trailer yet, but that it was shown off privately there. That's a, that's one that really got my attention, but I haven't seen it. So I can't really lump that into so what I saw. If you go into the deep, dark, dank corners of the internet, you can see, you know, a very blurry version of that. Um, but um, I have seen a few stills from it and, you know, it's a Grogu and, and Mando on Mandalore. And Bo-Katan sitting in a throne, you know, sulking a little bit. So, um, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be great. They told us they're they're filming Ahsoka right now, um, and pretty mm-hmm. much Star Wars television is is where they're going. Though we're not gonna get a movie till Taika Waititi's in 2023, probably towards the end of it in May, yeah. I would imagine, if not December. Um, but other than that, we're not. Uh, it's it's all shows, man. Well, I mean, since Disney took over Lucasfilms, have we had anything released outside of December that's standard Star Wars? I know um, what Solo came out in like February. Solo was the only one that was a May release. Okay, May. Yeah, so, Star Wars is now a December thing. Uh, May has been kind of generally reserved for the MCU at this point. Yeah. So I mean, as far as as far as theatrical releases, yeah. But I mean, we've got indoor coming at the end of the summer. Then mm-hmm. that trailer looked indoor, amazing. Yes, uh, before indoor is done, uh, Bad Batch is already going to be started up, and that'll carry us into the fall. Then we'll have a break, and then early or late winter, early spring, we'll have Mando season three. Mm-hmm. Um, Ahsoka, I believe, is starting next summer. So we we've got, got a lot cartoons. of content. We've got Tales of the Jedi. Um, there was also yeah. that High Republic kid show they mm-hmm. were talking about. That's going to be on like, Disney Junior, and it's High Republic-based, and it's all about teaching kids, you know, Jedi qualities. Which is 
so great that I have two young sons because I won't feel oh, yeah. completely awkward watching it. You know, it's one thing to watch cartoons as an adult. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I can watch this. But it's like when you go to the Junior channel, it's like, ah, totally. hey, get over here, buddy. No one's going to hate you for watching, watching, you know, a little Bob's Burgers or King of the Hill or, you know, bring it down a little bit to whatever else. But, yeah, once you start watching the uh, – my daughter's been really into Sonic Boom lately. So we've been watching tons of Sonic we have too. That's funny you say that. We've been watching yeah. a lot of Sonic here lately. Um, uh, this was a weird one, but my um, I've got a 11 year old nephew. A couple years ago, like he came over to the house, and this before we were in the house, we're in, and he was watching something on a Disney XP. Mm-hmm. Is that the? Uh, I and don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. But I ended up recording the entire series, and it's called Gravity Falls, and that's a really interesting show because it's – ended up watching that. (laughs) Yeah, so it is a kid's show, but, I mean, it is one continuous story from the first episode, season one, to I think the end of season three about these twins that go to stay with their crazy uncle for the summer and the mystery that, like, is surrounding the small town and the uncle and, like, his little mystery cabin. It's so it's I do funny, suggest man. that one. Some of the you know they make it a little bit enticing, so you don't just like want to claw your eyes out and your ears out li- watching it and listening to it. Like if I have to listen to Bubble Guppies one more damn time. Oh. Yeah, Bubble Guppies was done done to irritate parents. Like Bluey, I can I can get with Bluey. Bluey. Oh, um, you know we're you know we're big Bluey guys here for sure. Yeah, I mean. Bluey is all about fantasy, imagination, and having fun. So I, I completely support Bluey. the best TV dad of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean... Real quick, since, since uh, you know, I know we're going to have some new listeners. I want to, you know, we talk about being dad. We talk about lawns, beer, meat, Star Wars. That's kind of what we do here. What are your top, let's go five TV dads. Oh man! Um, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you here. I mean, that I, you you're getting me on this one. So I guess if I'm really being critical, um, the number one spot, dude, it's hard not to say it's not uh, Bluey's dad. What's his name? Um, Bandit. Bandit. Yes. Yeah. I always want to. I always want to say uh, Ranger, but I know it's not Ranger. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to toss it up to Bandit. Um, for as crazy as he can be, I, I like to say Bob is up there. Bob's a good dad. Yep. No, actually, knock it down. I'm going to jump one up in front because I, truly, tru- I truly believe at his core that he is a solid family man around and around, even if he doesn't understand his son. But Hank Hill is going to be number one. Totally. Totally. Hank Hill, Bandit, Bob. Um, uh, man, you've put me on the spot here. Yeah, sorry, man. Uh, I kind of have mine locked and loaded, so <laughs> okay. I'm a little more prepared. <laughs> um, crap, that's three. I need two more. Um, Unless you want to cut it off at three. Now, give me one second here, because I, I will figure this out. Good old-fashioned family dads. You know what? Number four is going to be Mando. 
he is definitely a I loving like father that. to Mr. Drew Goo. And then odd one, odd one, I know, but I'm going to toss this one out here because I do, I think he is a good dad at heart. He just has a very odd way of going about it. Um, Ed O'Neill's character from Modern Family, Jay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I yeah. mean, those are good picks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you mine, and they're in no particular order, but you've got Din Djarin, Mandalorian. You've got Bandit uh, from Bluey. You've got Hank Hill, of course. Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. I love yes. that. And I'm gonna give yes. Brian Cranston. I'm gonna give Brian Cranston two spots because you're also getting him as Heisenberg now by super super nefarious means, and he ends up being a terrible dad. But he does all of this with good intention. Well, I mean, if we're looking at terrible characters, or we're taking terrible characters and people who done terrible things off the list, I mean, I've got to remove everybody from my list. Totally. Um, well, probably besides Bandit, because or I mean, we mm, there's been a He's few times. Things. I mean, episode one of King of the Hill. I mean, legitimately was CPS being called on him because yeah, he yelled that's at. True, that's 100 <laughs> percent true. So thanks for indulging me in that, man. I just uh, those the dumb things I think about, man. Oh no, probably a little I, bit inspired by what did I order? Well, I've I've said many a times that. That whole concept is just the things that run through my brain while I'm driving in a truck by myself. And yeah, I know you do totally. the same thing all day I long, do the too. Same thing all day long. Um, anything else stand out to you in celebration, man, or anything we're not uh, we're not hitting on? I know we're getting um, a new Jedi Fallen Order game, Survivor. That's gonna be oh cool. yeah, that'll be cool. Um, I uh, think just. At the end of the day, one thing that I saw that was so impressive and I absolutely love is because I think me and you are of that that age group that, yes, we got to see the old Star Wars movies and the originals as children, but we were still kids when the prequels were coming up, so we weren't like old jaded guys. Not to be, not to put a play on your name or anything, but like, you know, <laughs> th- there's groups that the the prequels will never do anything for them because they were just kind of aged out. They wanted to be darker. And I mean, Revenge of the Sith is a dark ass movie. I don't care what anybody it says. It is. Um, so I think we were at that perfect time for those. Um, do you but, think we'll see Hayden? Do you think we'll see Hayden? I know we've seen him in the suit. I know the voice is like a blend of James Earl Jones. And and Hayden Christensen, do you think we'll see his face outside of what we've already seen? Was he not the uh, figure that Obi Wan saw on the uh, desert planet? Yeah, okay. Totally. But I'm wondering outside if we'll that see vision, him under I, the Vader mask. Out, I mean, I think the back to tank is going to be it, which we've seen. Uh, I'm really I mean, hoping for another. See. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Or I was gonna say, unless we see like kind of like a rebels moment with Ahsoka, yep. like damage the helmet. But um, yeah, I'm sorry to go back to where I was going. Like we're in that perfect age where we saw everything, but it was so beautiful getting to see um on all the clips Hayden and McGregor sitting there 
getting that fan acknowledgement that they've probably waited close to 20 years for and that, you know, is just now coming around because those movies got so much undeserved hate at the time when they were out. Yet they still did, you know, record numbers at the box office for their time. Yeah, and, and they seem to be having fun. I mean, even going as far as saying, like, I, I would do this again. I, I don't want Obi-Wan to leave again. This would have to be a Tatooine problem if there was a season two. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't see him leaving again. He, he's already done it, and Leia is about as big a, of a reason why it doesn't get any bigger than that. Absolutely. Oh, going back to um, the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. What did you think about him uh, or what he was bargaining with the Jawa for? Your to- oh, when he gets the, the toy, the TS-18 or whatever? Yeah, just going straight back to a New Hope Easter egg. Yeah, love it. and It makes you feel like he, he has a relation. Calls This is our first name, Jawa, I think. Yeah, I think you're 100% correct. So with that being and said... I, I love the little guaranteed i'm putting it on air right now we're getting a jawa repack with obi-wan kenobi packaging but it'll be this named jawa yeah i love how he was like if you're at least gonna steal it from you can clean it before you sell it back to me and he's like cleans extra slime ball yeah love it it's probably the same one in a new hope i bet you they've been dealing with each other for a long time um oh absolutely been Obi-Wan doesn't allow a lot of people near him. It's pretty much just this Jawa, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but no, like I said, that whole setup and just getting to see those two get like the the fan recognition and yeah. the cheers and the accolades that they've been waiting for a long time. I absolutely love seeing that from Celebration. I'd like to, and I know Ahmad Best uh, better known playing for Jar Jar Binks. I know he got like a l- really good crowd reaction. Um, and remember, he was even given that little game show that didn't last very long. <clears throat> I'd like to see him make a, a comeback in one of these shows. That would be great. I mean, it's so weird because, I mean, he probably made the most amount of money he was ever going to make in one single project from that one film and the hatred and everything he's got essentially destroyed his acting career totally and that's a shame so it'd be nice to see him get another chance and i know star wars fans have been really accepting of him so um heath you you got anything else man i cannot wait to see uh here in a couple weeks when we record uh we got any stories of people recognize us next saturday but outside that one man i'm enjoying everything this has been a blast i'm happy we're going to do this again um but yeah let everyone know where we can find you at man man you can find me at ordering toys on instagram uh when i have time to get them out we've got order or what did i order and uh soon and airwaves yeah and soonish enough, you guys will uh, get to hear even more craziness from uh, everybody as we are role playing and geeks and goblins. Geeks and goblins. So you can catch me on that show, um, the Geek Out Show 200th Live Extravaganza. That's going to be on June 20th. Uh, give me one second. Don't let me. Don't let me lie to you. Um. 
That will be on the 26th, June 26th on YouTube. That is the Geek Out Show live 200th episode. Um, Yeah, hopefully we can meet some people at Dallas Fan Expo. Dude, that's going to be a lot of fun. So if you see one of us or you see us wearing a Canon Cantina shirt, come say what's up. I think I got a Texas Toy Crew shirt I'm wearing one day. And yeah, we'd love to shoot the shit with you and look at toys and comics and Star Wars stuff. So Jerry Toys on Instagram. Catch us for our next episode. Um, Until next time, this is the way. I've got the money. You will never find more wretched hives come and fill them in.